This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week for the first time in a few weeks uh, is the other host of the show, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I was excited to see zombie stormtroopers just as impactful and successful as regular stormtroopers. <laughs> That's right. They don't seem to be that much more, that much no. better than their uh, alive counterparts. They look worse almost yeah. in places. Yes, they do. <laughs> You're correct about that. So, uh, I've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast uh, last year. Thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the final episode of Ahsoka. Yes, we're a few weeks late, but we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, uh, on Disney Plus, if you are a new or regular listener, we would love for you uh, to go to patreon.com and access our Patreon page and become a member of the Main Attraction Podcast. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and get our Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you're signing up for. Everyone gets the show ad-free on Patreon. Now, you can also get additional benefits if you're signing up for $5, $10, or $20 levels. There's additional benefits for you there as well. But uh, if you want want the show ad-free and that's all that you care about, the $3 level will get you that. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by running us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcast. If you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. You can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com and you can send us any thoughts or questions you might have or any comments that you would just like to add to the discussion. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Alright, so, we are back after a few weeks off. Uh, We went into some more detail on the Patreon, but just real quick, my wife had... Some major health issues. Uh, we think we are back on the road to recovery. She's had some surgery done that uh, ended up working out. So that is the reason why we have and not she's been doing recording. much better. Yeah, she's, she's doing. doing yeah, she's doing much better. Uh, she still has a long, hard recovery to go, but uh, we're at a point where uh, I feel comfortable uh, going ahead and recording again. So uh, for those of you who are coming back to us, we appreciate it. Look, we know we're coming back to Ahsoka like three weeks after it ended. I, I, I get that, but. It felt really weird to just have seven episodes out there and not have the eighth episode out there. So we're going to go ahead and uh, discuss it tonight. Who knows if a whole bunch of people listen to it or not, but uh, we at least want to go ahead and get our thoughts in on it as well. We appreciate who does. That's right. If if you're one of those who are like coming back three weeks later, like, hey, let me me see what these guys think about the eighth episode of Zoka. We appreciate it. So, all right. uh, So let's kind of get into that. Uh, We both have been pretty high on the show. Uh, I think I've been a little bit higher than you have been. But uh, they came into the eighth episode. It was a very divisive episode, and we're going to talk about all that. But what were your general thoughts on uh, the eighth episode and, I guess, the season in general? So we've talked about many times on this podcast how a finale can really like take the property and make you more excited about it justified primeval was that way right (laughs) like we saw that the end of the finale 
don't want to spoil it, but you will be very happy in the end if right. you stick to the end. Or you can watch a finale and it, they just tank it. This one is in the middle for me. Uh, this is... I watched this today for the third time I've watched this finale. I think it got worse every really? time I watched it to me. Really? It was just like somewhat Balin is the thing that's just wasted. Uh, well, you know, what was the point of him? You know, he doesn't show you don't, you see him right. at the very end. And that's even worse because Ray Stevenson's no longer right. with us. That part, um, which by the way, I think we talked about this. Disney, whatever Liev Shriver wants, give it to him to play Balin. He is the perfect person to replace <laughs> Ray Stevenson. But then also the witches part and, and Morgan, what was that about? Like that Morgan Elizabeth and yeah. the, uh, that, that, like sh- she got beat worse when she became a witch. <laughs> That's true. You're, you're not, you're not wrong. So, uh, all right. So my general thoughts, I actually, I liked the episode. I actually thought it was good. Uh, there are some, uh, there's one major issue I do have with it that I, I really I know have, what it's going to be. Uh, well, you may not, you may, I know what you think it's going to be, but you, you may, it's going to be, I think it's going to be something different. Um, but, uh, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I, it's really weird because I told you this right after we watched it before we realized we weren't going to be recording uh, anytime soon. If they get a second season, you know, my opinion of this season and my opinion of this particular episode is going to be much higher than if they don't. If they don't give us that, a second... Very good point. Very good point. I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about that and you yeah. were 100%. I could feel the exact same way because they're leading to something. Right. And I'm okay with them not finishing up the Balin and the Shin uh, Hadi storyline because it's obvious that they are planning on taking that in a, some kind of direction. That's what yeah. they're planning. So I'm okay with them not spending that much time on it because they were basically trying to finish it up. They're basically setting up with, uh, uh, what's the name of the Jedi in this thing? Uh, what's Ahsoka. So uh, not Ahsoka, the, the boy. Uh, the, the oh, guy. Ezra. Ezra. Ezra and Thrawn are being sent back to the other galaxy to kind of put the wheels in motion to of that movie. Well, excuse me, of that yeah. movie they're getting ready to make. So, you know, they're setting all that type of stuff up. Uh, while obviously they're setting up some other stuff to go on with Ahsoka, Sabine, and Shin, and and Balin, and and it's just, you know, a part of this is just, I mean, nobody could, nobody foresaw Ray Stevenson dying. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm really excited. I, I'm very excited about what they might could possibly do with this storyline going forward. But the problem is, you know, how much, it, how much does my excitement die down because, because Ray Stevenson is not going to be playing that role anymore. Right. And that's... That's just a difficult hand that they were dealt, and I, yeah, you're you're right about that, and that's what makes it even harder to like to. to I just wish he'd had a bigger part in the finale. Yeah, I, I get that. Like I said, but it, because at least they were, I would have been upset if they hadn't done. If we don't see him at all, we don't see Shin at all, yeah. and it's just like they for, forgot about it. But I, like I said, it's real clear that they are. They kind of once they got to this new planet, this whole thing was. Shin and they were going to kind of give us some hints as to what Shin and Balin were going to be doing. Uh, but how they flesh out and how they deal with Ray Stevenson's death is going to be a big part. Again, it's going to be a big part of yeah. how much I enjoy this. Because if they just decide to like kill him off screen or something like that. That would suck. I would hate that. Like I said, they don't seem to want to replace actors, but this person's only been around for one season of television show. So... 
I'll see. And if you get someone like Leah Travert, you get like a decent name that you like who can do the part well. Right. I think you can you can slide him in. It won't be a problem. Yeah, and I've heard a bunch of, uh, in the in the you know the week or so that followed the uh, the release of the of the finale. I saw a bunch of people mention a whole lot of names. I can't remember a whole bunch of them, but there's a, there's a lot of other good people that people put out there as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so even they don't go with Leah Sharp because that's the guy that everybody's kind of mentioning. But there's a lot of other people that some other people mentioned as yeah. well. And like I said, I can't think of them off the top of my head, unfortunately. Well, he's he, you got he's such a presence and really have I can see why right uh, why, why they would say that. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get into this episode real quick. So. Uh, one of the things that I just didn't bump up against that apparently a lot of people bumped up against, and I'll be interested to know what you thought of this, because people were saying, like, it seems like they're just kind of taking their time on this, and I didn't see that as an issue. What did you think about this? Because when they're trying to get back to the ship, everybody says, like, it seems like they're just kind of meandering there. What were your thoughts? I didn't I didn't think that. No, I, I didn't either. But I saw a lot of people Weird. who were talking about that. Um, that was kind of the, the big thing. Uh, so that's one of the things that they were talking about, because they, they've got the ship that Ahsoka flew in on uh, that's kind of covering the, the, the little crab, hermit crab aliens that are on yeah. this planet. And while that's going on, this is one of the things I thought that was really good. Ezra is trying to craft a lightsaber and he has, uh, what's the name of the droid in this? I can't, uh, Hugh Yang. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Yang is sitting there like arguing with them and they're both arguing back and forth. I love the banter between these two. I thought that part of it was great. Uh, we'll talk about the lightsaber in a second, but, uh, like just the two of them, like corresponding with each other, just the way that they were going at each other. I thought like just that entire part of this opening scene was just fantastic. I did think that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought it really started out strong. Yeah. It really, but I thought it as it, I will say I have one thing like Sabine, like she looked like she should have been killed. Why is that? Okay. Explain what you mean. When, 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 the, when the thing wrecked, like, Oh yeah. 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 Heard yeah, yeah. She wasn't yeah. hurt at all. She's like, which is, you know, I guess kind of showing us what's coming. Well, know, yeah. The reason. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, that was the one thing I did notice. I noticed it more watching it, you know, the more times I watch it. But I agree. And I can say again, you know, he came on late, but Iman Esfande is really good as Ezra Bridger. Yeah. He it really excites me. Yeah, he does too. I'll be, I don't know what they're planning on doing with this character, but I'm going to be very interested to see exactly what direction they take with him because he was like i said when i first saw him in that little hollow deck message thing i was not impressed but once we actually got him on screen i was thought yeah. he was just absolutely fantastic okay so i looked it up real quickly the two people that i've seen over and over mentioned for to replace balen i'm actually excited about graham mctavish yeah for graham mctavish is one mm -hmm. he would be fantastic and dominic purcell that name sounds familiar like prison prison break He's a big guy, too. Both of them would be good. I would be fine with either of them. Yeah, I think I know who that is. I just can't put his face to the to the name at this point. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, th those would be good. Uh, like I said, Donald yeah. Purcell has to look him up again. So Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, like I said, I thought this was great. I thought the, the little touch that they do here, because once he reveals to Hu Yang that he was a Jedi Padawan of yeah. of Kanan Jarrus, that just kind of puts a light bulb off of Hu Yang. He's like, oh, okay, well, then you need this. And this was a nice touch for those who, who watched Rebels, and I've seen the first season. It is basically, he basically remakes Kanan Jarrus's 
lightsaber. If you go back and look at the lightsaber that Kenny okay. Jarrett had in that show, it looks very similar to the one that he makes in this little moment here in uh, in Rebels. So, all right, now now I want to get to the part that I truly bumped up against and I had a real issue with. And I don't know if this is what you were talking about or not. When they get after they after. Sabine crashes the their ship into the uh, the Tie Fighters that they are sent to try to stop them. They get to the the uh, the Chimera, which is hit, which is uh, what's his name, uh, the villain of this thing, a Thrawn. Thrawn, they, which is Thrawn's uh, Star Destroyer. And once they get there, like th- this is when it occurs to me that we're not going to have any type of conversation between Sabine and Ezra about what she did to get there. And I, this I had a real problem with because there should have been something between the two. Look, maybe Ezra would have... I, I personally think Ezra would have said, you know, you did you did what you were supposed to do. You did what you thought was right. You, you came to, to rescue me, even though you put that sacrifice in jeopardy. We don't get any of this. This is the yeah. biggest problem I have with this. I had a real issue with this when they came, when they did that. that. That's I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point because we've talked about this before. You know, he wanted to have these conversations. She's like uh, later, and they obviously never did have that conversation. Right, or they had it off screen or something. But yeah, and this is a problem with only doing eight episodes. Right. You know, we've seen this several times in shows. Of, of late, it feels like eight episodes is more than norm. And when when you're missing, you know, things like this, you don't get a full grasp of that. You're not getting full backstories. And I, I think that's part of the problem. I'm with you. I, that it never even – it was a problem we've brought up in the last couple of episodes, but I, I'm with you even more now. That That is a shame that that conversation never happened. Yeah. like that, It made Sabine a much worse character in my book. Yeah, it really did. And I had a real problem because, like, when I realized that they were not going to have the discussion, because at this point, when the, because when the, at this point they have, we know Ezra has not seen um, the fact that he, he doesn't even know if she knows about the Star Destroyer. I mean, we, we, he yeah. has, she hasn't even mentioned how she got there. But at this point, obviously, he knows that the reason that they're there is because they're trying to get back to the Star Destroyer because somebody else came there. And we're not going to have this conversation. And like I said, yeah. I had a real problem with that because I thought that, that was going to be one of the pivotal moments of this television show when they established that basically Sabine kind of ruins his sacrifice that he made to get Thrawn off of out of their out of their galaxy and into another one. You have to have that conversation, and they don't do it at all. Like I said, this is my biggest problem with all the entire show it doesn't ruin my my perception of the show it doesn't ruin my overall opinion of the show but i thought it was a huge huge mistake by uh filoni to not include that in in this part of the show yeah i I think that's fair so uh, like i said i just really that's the part that that i bumped up against that is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I know what you were expecting. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I actually don't, don't have a real issue with that. We'll, like I said, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't have as much of an issue either. All right. Uh, but this is also when we get, you know, we kind of, I, we were at one point I'd asked, you know, are these stormtroopers alive? Are they actually living? What's You the, called this. You called this. Well, and they make them zombies. That's what they do in this yeah. one. Uh, which also we have to talk about at the very beginning of this. We get Morgan Elsbeth, who has become who becomes fully a witch. Uh, she is brought in by the sisters. They basically reward her for her sacrifice and for her 
for her being there the entire time and being faithful to them, being faithful to Thrawn, and they give her her, her witch powers, I guess. Uh, and they summon this really cool-looking sword. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it, like I said, there was a lot of cool stuff that was going on, uh, but once they kind of kill all these stormtroopers, the witches do, do this weird, like chant, incantation, whatever you want to call it, and they bring them back to life, and now we have zombie stormtroopers. Like, I thought they might have been that to begin with, but obviously yeah. they weren't, but now they are. So they brought them in eventually. Yeah, that that was cool. I will say again, I think we talked about this last time, The getting more of the witches' background would have been good. I don't know if it was in the Clone Wars and right. Rebels, but like for... For us that did not watch it, that would have been helpful. To me, they weren't that impactful as much as, uh, you know, they probably were thinking they were going to be. Yeah, uh, I, they do talk about a little bit. They talk a lot about these witches in, in uh, one of the video games. Actually, in two of the video games. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that, yeah. Uh, they, they talk about quite a bit about it. I'm not sure if they talk about them in Rebels or in Clone Wars. I'm not real sure about that, one, to be perfectly honest but, with you. But it, there's no way you should have to, like, you should expect everyone to be a novice where they need to learn everything, not just, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think they could have given a little bit better. I think you're correct about that. Yeah. I think they could have given a little bit uh, better background on who these people are and what they yeah. what they actually did. But like I said, it's not the biggest issue. We're about to talk about what yeah. people thought the biggest issue was. So let's go ahead and take a break real quick, and then we're going to get into all of that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, so after they revive the stormtroopers through their, uh, through the witch incantation, whatever turned them into zombies, this is when Sabine and Ezra end up separating from Ahsoka. Ahsoka, this is when Morgan comes down. She's getting ready to fight Ahsoka. Not, look, I thought their battle was great, but let's talk, let's, we'll yeah. come back to them here in just a second. Um, in the in the next, in kind of in the same area, I don't remember exactly what came first, but this is when Ezra and and Sabine are fighting like these large zombie special troopers that are in like these black stormtrooper suits. Uh, what were your thoughts about initially this first force pull? What did you think about it? What were your thoughts on it? You're talking about when you realized that Sabine has the force? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I thought it was, we knew it was coming because she had been, it was hinted at early in the early episodes. She tried a couple episodes and it didn't happen, but I don't know. It just felt like it was about to. Right. My only issue was she's suddenly more powerful than Ezra and Ahsoka and she's not, has no Jedi, you know, uh, like makeup. I don't think she is. I mean, all the only thing that she does in this is she does the force pull with the lightsaber, and then she does a force push there at the end. And look, I've always look. That's kind of one of the first things they do. And the, I think what people are bumping up against the fact that she 
pushes him so much. Uh, yeah, she pushed him a lot. And don't forget the, the episode before, Hu Yang said she's the or it was either the episode before. Right. He, he flat out says she's the worst candidate I've ever seen. You know, right. like they keep making that point. Yeah, so that was that's what's surprising that she was so powerful. I heard a couple of people mention a couple of things. I think one of the things that would have worked a little better in this, and I look, like I, said, I didn't have an issue with it because force pulling and force pushing is one of like the first things that they teach a Jedi, and it's one of the things that I just don't have that big of an issue with. And this is, but a lot of people had serious issues with this whole the whole thing. Oh yeah. Uh, well, does Ezra ever even say anything? I don't think he does. About what? About that she's using the force. No, but I think and that's this is where and they mentioned this at some point in the episode that Kanan told her at one point in Rebels and like I said they do reference this. I don't remember when they reference this that it's not that she doesn't have access to the force that she has she there's a block between her and the force and it's basically they have to remove that block because Kanan Jarrus talks about that at, at some point in Rebels. Like I said, they do mention it in this show, but if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Uh, and so it's like once she finally gets this this force pull with her lightsaber, it's like the block is gone, and now she can she can wield the force like she should have been able to do all along. Um, well, she's Mandalorian and force sensitive, man. Right. She's 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 got it. And that's and that's a that's another thing that a lot of people have an issue with is you know they didn't have to make her a Jedi. They didn't have to go that road right. because she was a perfectly you know badass Mandalorian to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really necessarily have to go down that road. And I, I get that. I kind of, but look, I'm always, I'm always going to be for the, the Jedi Padawan. I, I love that relationship. I love seeing mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. I, I love all of the stuff that goes with that. Uh, I don't know how they're going to, you know, do this relationship now that they're stuck on this planet. I have no idea, but like I said, I, I like that. I didn't have that. I didn't have an issue with it. I understand why some people did. I just, there's a lot of other things I think they could have uh, could have done a little bit differently that in this show, but that's I, not. What I will I'm say this in season two and moving forward because I'm assuming Sabine is going to be a big character moving forward. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. They need to write her much better because as the show went on, her character got more annoying right. and got worse. And you can tell, like, online or anything, you can, a lot of people did not like the way this character yeah. is, like you said, about the Force. I, they did this. I thought the actress did a very good job. We're right. talking about Natasha Lou Berdiza. Yeah. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I But she the did writers too. did her no favors as the show went on. They owe her big time with some good uh some good writing in season two in the movies yeah i'll be interested what they do with her and going forward now one thing like i was trying to get to and i just got got off track with it i saw a lot of people who said a better way to tell the story and you know if you listen to the midnight boys you know van obviously says don't write don't write the don't write the show but a better way to have done this is if you have the roles when they're having this conversation about them jumping and pushing ezra across if the roles were reversed. Instead of instead of Sabine trying to convince Ezra that she can push him across, have Ezra try to convince Sabine that he has confidence in her that she can push him across. And that would have been much better. Like I said, I think that's a better I think that probably is a better sell. The fact that, you know, he's saying yeah. he says, you know, all right, I want to jump and then you're gonna push me the rest of the way. And she's like, No, I, that's that's too much. And he's like, Look, I've got faith in you, I have confidence in you, I believe in you. And that's a more imp- emotional, impactful moment, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Absolutely. Because, like I said, I don't remember his reaction. Because he immediately starts fighting. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, because once he gets there, he has to fight some stormtroopers there. So you right don't there. see him like in that situation, like you're talking about. He could look back at her excited, right. Because she did it, right? Exactly. And they, we don't really get much of a, a reaction no. because of that. So, uh, and he when he does look back, he's getting ready. He wants her to come, but yeah. At that point, she he at that point he realizes that she's making a decision to go back and help Ahsoka because Ahsoka and Morgan and all the stormtroopers that are watching. They're coming up behind her as they're fighting, uh, which we need to go ahead and talk about that here as well. So I don't know why, but I've just got to say it. I was like, I bet he does want her to come over. Well, <laughs> you're probably correct on that. So, uh, anyway, so I had to say it. I had to. <laughs> uh, Ahsoka and Morgan have like their big, they had their big duel, they had their, their big fight. Uh, I thought it was a really good fight. I, I didn't have an issue with it. What were you, some people had some I problems it was, with it, but I thought I it was thought good. It was a good fight, was, but it was just like. Like you, you give Morgan the special powers, right, and then no. she gets killed. Yeah, that's my only problem with it. But I, I'm with you. I like the way Rosario Dawson fights. I yeah. think it looks awesome. I like the way uh, the Morgan Elizabeth, uh, Diana Lee, and Sento. I thought I thought she did a really good job with this character. But it's just I don't know. It feels like this has happened a couple of times in Star Wars, where someone gets like some special thing, and the next thing you know, they're dead. Yeah. Well, th- the only issue I have with uh, with this entire part of this episode. The reason you hire this actress to play Morgan Elizabeth is because she is a highly trained martial artist. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with her. I did uh, not. And I, I think I called her Morgan Elizabeth. I'm sorry, it's Elizabeth. But she's uh, she's like just like this incredibly trained martial artist uh, who specializes in swords, if I'm not mistaken. But she trained with uh, a person who I think trained under Bruce Lee. Uh, Wow, you talk about a waste. Yeah, so Did like we see any of this? We don't see it until the very end. So I mean, like I said, this is kind of this is why you hire this actor so that she can pull off this pretty incredible sword fight. And I thought she looked look, I thought she was more intimidating, more she put up a better fight in this fight than she did in the previous one that we saw her yeah, in The Mandalorian, but she still ends up losing. Uh, yeah. But like I said, that is a little bit of a waste in my opinion. You you have this incredible martial artist on the on the show let him yeah do she's something. the her dad dan is a martial arts legend and her godfather was bruce lee yeah so like i said this is her this is her martial artist lineage and you have a, a special talent in in this actress you know let her use it some and they don't let her use it until we get to the very final episode and, and that's just a little bit of a waste uh, in my opinion so Man, I didn't even know this, and I'm even more disappointed because I would not have thought this. Yeah, like I said, the, it was it was it was a waste to to not use her more often than they did. Um, but at this point, this is when they get separated. Uh, Ahsoka is Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hu Yang. They get back on their ship. They're trying to catch up with with Thrawn. Uh, and Thrawn comes on and gives them a speech about how he has won the day. Uh, kind of puts in Thrawn that, was really good. This episode. Yeah, he was really really good. Really this episode. good. I will say this. I don't know that they ever really truly give us an idea of what made him such an intimidating, what made him so important that he had to be stopped. Uh, I think they could have done a better job of that. But just the speeches that he gives, the the way that he is portraying the character, though, I think is is really impressive. Uh, you know, you, you just listen to him. You're just kind of in awe mm-hmm. in just the way that he talks and the way that he speaks. He I doesn't thought, overreact. He's no, he calculated. doesn't. He's the first one to say, you know, don't, don't you know, 
don't disregard them. Don't count right. them out. You know, I, I I really like the way it was played. And I like the fact that he put in that little seed in her head about, you know, the reason why I, I knew I would win, the reason why I, I knew that we would uh, emerge victorious is because I knew your master and I assumed that you would respond in ways uh, that similar that your master would. Maybe you're more similar to your master than you think. Uh, yeah, that I thought that was, was I thought that was good because it put that little seed of doubt. Are you kind of like Anakin in the way that he in the way that he turned out? Are you kind of like like that as well? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I thought all that worked really well. Uh, then they get separated. Uh, this is we now know that Sabine and Ahsoka are going to be stuck on in this universe and no, not this universe, this galaxy. Uh, with Shin and with um, Balin. Now this goes into this thing that we we're kind of talking about earlier. We don't really know what they were, what direction they are going with with Balin. The only thing that we know that big, huge statue. Look, this was as much a Lord of the Rings fantasy episode as we've ever gotten. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the yeah. name of the episode is uh, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. I mean, that's the name of the episode. Yeah. So, right. very much uh, a call to uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, but the statue that he's on, are you are you familiar with what that statue that he was sitting on? That was very much a no. callback to. Uh, Lord of the Rings. All right. No, no. This is a this is the statues that you see. There's two of them there. One they're they're, they're the Mortis gods. There's actually a third one. Uh, one is the father, which is the Mortis uh, is the Mortis god. One the one the other one that's still standing is the, the son, and the other one is that's kind of crippled or kind of dilapidated is the daughter. This is something that they actually established in Clone Wars. I went back and kind of read about it and looked it up. Like, the Mortis Gods is, like, where the Force originated. Uh, and there's this whole, like, three-episode arc in Clone Wars, apparently, where Ahsoka, uh, uh, Obi-Wan, and Anakin are all kind of, like, transported to this other dimension with the Mortis Gods. And, like, the father is, like, the, the main person, like, the, the head of the entire, uh, is like, the head of the Force. And the daughter and the son are constantly fighting each other, and they're constantly at, at war with one another. The son is the evil one. The daughter is the good one. So there's this. that's the whole idea. They're constantly battling to be in control of each other, and it's the father's responsibility to kind of keep them in balance of each other. Uh, like I said, so this is what they're – this is kind of what they're hinting at, like – I'm wondering if this is like where the Mortis gods are supposed to be. Uh, if that's the case, that's like that. That sounds interesting, but I don't know where they're going with it. Yeah. I, I just thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was cool to get those uh, statues in there. And have we on IMDb? They automatically have a season two for Ahsoka. Have they announced it? I don't think they've announced it yet. But uh, I guess let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. So they have to give this a second season, right? I would, man. I would hope if they're building for a movie, they need to. Yeah, because, I, and look, I'll be real honest with you. I don't know if they're going to have Ahsoka, Sabine, and these two characters in that movie that they're building towards. They, I think they're getting ready to take them down a completely different road, to be perfectly honest oh. with you. Uh, I think they'll... Well, then, they, we yeah, we need a movie. Yeah, I mean, or, we need a t another season. Excuse yeah, me. we need it. We, we need another season. And look, Filoni has a lot of pull, and he has a lot of... Yeah. I mean, he can kind of do whatever he wants at Lucas. I mean, he's that... He, he has that much... Uh, credit much gravitas within Lucasfilm. Uh, I think 
he could I, I think if he wants to do a second season it's apparent that he does with the way that he ends this I think yeah. he'll get one another thing that I think one of the things I think that will help though I mean Filoni basically wrote this by himself um, we haven't had a chance to talk mm-hmm. about this but the writer strike has come to an end uh, and one of the things that is going to be mandated going forward is there is going to be a larger writing room so there's going to be more voices at the table there's going to be more people providing their opinions, providing their thoughts going forward on any television show or any movie at this point. And I think I think all of these shows that we watch, that's mm-hmm. going to help immensely because you don't have Absolutely. these singular voices. Yes. I think it, I was thinking the same thing. This would help tremendously. Uh, I think some of the things that, which most, I really enjoyed this, let me just say, uh, you know, the series overall. Uh, but I, some other voices probably could have helped some of the issues right. that we've talked about. Yeah, I, I think so too. So, like I said, I'll be really interested to see how that affects this show and any other show that we have going forward. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, the writers got a lot of stuff they wanted, which is good. Uh, and I think it'll just be better for it'll provide a better product. I don't know if we'll get as much the gluttony of product that we've had because you'll have more writers in, in for. You can, yeah. If you if you only if you only have one or two writers per show previously, now you've got I don't know what the minimum is, but they've they've got to have more in the room, uh, and that will just like I said. So if you got more writers on every show, you may not have as much time to to write all of these shows that they're producing. But that may not be a bad thing because we've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of really good television out there. There really is. There's a lot of good television, but there's also as much for every good or great television show we watch, there's probably three or four really bad shows that they put out yeah. as well. So, yeah. uh, so like I said, it, it can't hurt. Anyway, Disney, you, you, you need some fine tuning. Yeah, they, they do. And uh, like I said, We'll talk about another Disney show here in just a little bit. So that one is good. Yeah, that one is good. <laughs> like I said, this one's good too. I I, I really like this. This one's good. You're right. You're but right. it's it, I can understand. I do understand why some people didn't like it though. All right. So uh, anything else we want to discuss, or are we ready to go on to our uh, awards? I did like the Ezra shows back up on the on the ship. Yes, uh, I'm glad you I liked that. It. I, I, I thought that was cool. I know some people thought it was kind of cheesy that they didn't check to see who he was. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a sucker for well, that kind of. One of the things I like about it, this is also this is where I think they they do a lot to kind of like give a. This is a nice little Easter egg they give to the people who have watched the Rebel show. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, Hera, was kind of like a mom to him uh, when, okay. on, on Rebels. I mean, that was basically the, she because his parents died in, before that show even started. Uh, this had, before the uh, this was like pre Rebels. We don't see how they died. We just know that they died, uh, and so she kind of becomes a surrogate mother to him. So, like I said, this is a, a nice reunion. Some people said they could have been better, but another thing that's kind of an Easter egg here is one of the things that Ezra does a lot in that show is he disguises himself as a stormtrooper a lot. And so to see him walk off in, in the stormtrooper suit, it's like classic Ezra stuff. So uh, okay, that's cool. I like it. I thought it was cool. So anyway. I, I mean, I liked it. Not even know that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a nice little end to that. So. All right, uh, shall we do our awards now? Let's do it. All right, let's do some awards. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a season of a television show, we like to give out six awards that are all based on the six characters of Friends. Up first, we have the Rachel, the star of the show. Who are you giving your Rachel to? Let's do uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that's yeah, got to be Rosario Dawson. She's she's yeah, she look, was really good. She was really good. Uh, this towards the end of it, you can kind of say this became a much more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
ensemble. Ensemble, yeah, much more of an ensemble show than it started off as. But she still is the, the one carrying this entire thing throughout the, uh, most yeah, of it. So. and she does she does a fantastic job, and you know, nice of her to be able to you know pass the torch around. Yes. All right. Next is our uh, chant. No, 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 our, uh, our Joey, our person that we just love, uh, character you just enjoyed a lot, and isn't necessarily the star, but just somebody you enjoyed watching. Who is your Joey for this show? I'm going. I had to go with three on this one. Okay. Uh, I'm going Balin. I thought he was just fantastic. You know, his his part was the most interesting. Like on so many, uh, uh. Co- so many episodes, he right. was the most interesting part. Hera, Mary Elizabeth Winstead were both big fans of hers. It was nice to have her around on the episode she was in. And then the last one, Anakin Skywalker, man. I loved every time he was on. I yeah. wanted him more. Yeah. I'm hoping we see more of him in season two. So I really, I'm glad we, we got to see more of Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I put him on here as well. Uh, and I also put uh, Hera as well. I didn't end up putting uh, Ray Stevenson. I just think he goes somewhere else, but that's just me personally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on all those. So uh, let's go on to our Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most. Who is your Chandler? Uh, it's got to be Hugh Yang and Chopper. Yeah, Hugh Yang and Chopper is exactly who I had. Uh, yeah. Yang, voiced by David Tennant, obviously. Uh, and Chopper yeah. is voiced by Dave Filoni, if you didn't know who uh, was the voice of uh. that uh, droid. Uh, but Dave Filoni is the actual voice of Chopper. So, All right, next is the Phoebe, the person who is the oddball of the bunch. Who's your Phoebe? So, I have several here. I'm going with the witches. Yeah, they were, they were kind of odd. Shen. Yeah. And Sabine. Uh, you know, she was kind of all over the place. Yeah, this is where I went with Sabine and the witches as well. But uh, I could put the other one in there as well. But yeah, I'm with you about Sabine and the witches. They were just kind of oddballs, and they were kind of the hardest to figure out, especially Sabine. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were times when you really liked her character, but there were times when you just were kind of justice for Sabine. Write her better. Yeah, write her better. I, I'm with you on that. So, next is Monica, a person who's important to the driving force of the story. Who is your Monica? I'll put uh, Ezra here, Ezra Bridger. I thought he was fantastic. He he was the big, uh, like, reveal and, like, a, like a, a real breakout to me. Yeah. Uh, this is I had Ezra here, but also this is where I also put Balin, uh, just because yeah. I'll, I'll be interested. I think he's a... You could a, say the same thing about his character as well. Yeah, because I really think he's driving force, especially for whatever mm-hmm. is to come after this. Uh, like I said, because I think... I think I really feel confident they're going to give this a second season, but I think he's going to be really important. He and Shen yeah. is going to be really important to whatever comes in season two of Ahsoka. So I'll be really interested to see what, how they play that out. Last but not least is the Ross, your least favorite character. Who is your Ross? I went with Thrawn because he's just a fantastic villain. Yeah, he's a good villain. Uh, that, I, I went with him just by default, just because I didn't really have anybody else to go with. Uh, I'm even though he's a fantastic villain, I don't really hate him either. I mean, he's yeah, I know. It's it's really hard yeah. to to describe. There's not really an unlikable character in this. Um, yeah. So it's like I said, it's just really kind of hard. So like I said, I kind of went back with him by default, but that's about it. So. All right, uh, so that leaves us with our rating for this particular show. At the top of our list, whenever we rate a season of television show, uh, we have, at the top, we have a succession. Beneath the succession is Lost. Middle of the Road for us is Friends. Beneath Friends is Full House. And Bottom of the Barrel for us is a Baywatch. What are you rating the first season of Ahsoka? I think it deserves a Lost. I think it was really good, but it was not great. 
I'll, I'm giving it the lowest of lowest of uh, successions. I, I really did like it. I looked, there were, I had issues with it, but this is one of those times when just the just the Star Warsness of it all uh, mm-hmm. kind of won me over because uh, it, it's very much a it's very very Star Wars. It's one of the most yeah. Star Wars things we've seen in quite some time uh, with the Jedi, with the Force. Uh, you know, pulling Anakin back into this. Like I said, I had issues with a lot of stuff that took place in this. And we talked about some of those tonight. Yeah, but. Just my general enjoyment of it. I'm, I was able to put some of that off to the side and say, you know, like I said, it's look, it's not the greatest show I've ever seen, but like I said, my enjoyment of it just pushes it up. It's it's barely getting a succession, and it's right there. It's probably like if we did a four and a half rating, it would probably get that, but we don't have one, yeah. so I'm going with the, like I said, the lowest of low of uh, succession. So, all right, so that wraps up our coverage of Ahsoka. Yes, we're about three weeks later, so sorry about that, but um, uh. What do we decide? Are we doing... Uh, Let's do recommendations. All right, recommendations. All right, so what are your recommendations? I know you said you had quite so a few. I, yeah, I'm going to do like a Halloween version of some scary stuff. Okay. <laughs> First thing is the uh, Mike, the last Mike Flanagan show on Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher. It's I really see. good. I love Edgar really Allan I haven't good. seen it. Oh, man, it's good. Now, I will tell you, it's gory, and it's scary. So Yeah, I know. That's one of the things I kind of I, I get past. I, I, think you, I think you should watch it. You should, you should watch it, I, especially if you like Poe. It, it's really good. And if you like, I would highly recommend all of Mike Flanagan stuff. I think he's he's really yeah. good and, and creative. Next, uh, it is a movie on Amazon Prime, uh, Totally Killer. It is a mix of Scream and oh, okay. uh, Back to the Future. Really? And it is a fun movie. And okay. I'm trying to remember. It's the girl that was on Mad Men that's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, Kiernan Shipka. Okay. Uh, it's really good. It's about a girl that uh, it's a a serial killer. Is It's a modern-day serial killer, and she has to go back in time to try to stop the serial killer. Okay. That sounds interesting. And she goes back to the 80s. It's really, really fun. I would say a mix of Scream and Back to the Future. It's really funny. So it's on Amazon Prime, Totally Killer. Uh, also, I watched this uh, before. I mentioned it before. I want to say it again. No One Will Save You on Hulu. It's a almost like Sans uh, Alien movie with uh, Caitlin Deaver. I would definitely recommend that. And I had one more that was kind of... Oh, and I'll mention Only Murders in the Building was good. Uh, oh, yeah, it had I haven't good, finished. I need to finish it. Yeah, it has a good finale, and it sets up another season, which we're getting. So I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, I have not I have not watched it, but I need to watch it. Uh, I've been had so much other stuff. I don't have yeah. a whole I don't have a whole lot of recommendations. The only uh, I've got one that I'm going to actually save for our next uh, show because it's MCU specific. So I'm going to talk about that here in uh, when we talk about it. So I'll, I'll I'll track back to that when we do Loki. Um, but the other uh, thing that I want to recommend, I don't really recommend a whole lot of other podcasts, but there is one, I'm trying to remember the name of it, it's called, I think The Psychologists Are In. It is a, it's one, it's, it's the same thing that a lot of people did in once the pandemic hit. Uh, it's a couple of the stars of the show Psych who are doing oh, a, okay. uh, who are doing a rewatch and they're talking about uh, their experiences on on psych if you've i haven't talked about a lot but one one of my favorite shows if not my favorite show of all time is the show psych uh i have not watched this i've heard so many people tell me i would like this show if you like like i said 
they do a great job of going back and kind of going over this. It's uh, Timothy Amundsen and Maggie Lawson who play uh, O'Hara and uh, Laster on the show. They're not the main stars of this, uh, but they do. They're, they're kind of like I said, they're doing a recap and a rewatch of all the episodes, uh, and it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, they do actually bring in uh, uh, Dulé. What's his name? Uh, Hill. Dulé Hill. Hill. James. Yeah. James Roday. And James Roday, uh, Rodriguez. He eventually added Rodriguez. I'm not sure if, uh, about the whole, thing, he, the whole name. He, when he was coming up, he was told to hide the Rodriguez's okay. real name. Okay. And he decided to actually listen to his Hispanic heritage. Okay. Uh, but they're, look, they're great. If you ever decide to go back and watch Psych, I would say this, like most shows, the first season, it takes them a little bit of time to kind of figure things out in the first season. That's the way it is with almost every show. Uh, yeah. But if you ever decide to go back and watch it, uh, right around episode six or seven is kind of where the, the two, because Dulé Hill and James Roday Rodriguez, they're what make that show, and they are just absolutely yeah. fantastic. And the, what's great about this is when you go back and listen to them talk about this show, uh, Sean Spencer, who's played, uh, who's played by James Roday, he is just like this manic person on screen. He is just all over the place. He's just constantly just got all this energy. But they talk about this on this podcast quite a bit that he is a very laid back, very subdued person in real life. And so that's funny. When you see him, you know, on screen, it's kind of hard to imagine that him being is just, uh, just so out there like he is. But, uh, like I said, it's, if you watch the show psych, I would highly recommend going back and watching, uh, listening, go back and rewatching some of the episodes, uh, and checking out the podcast. Like I said, it's called the psychologist are in, uh, and get it on pretty much any of the, uh, podcast apps out there. So, all right. Anything else you want to add before want we to mention what we're uh, covering next? Oh yes. Uh, so uh, we're going. We're about to go cover uh, the first three episodes of Loki. We will be covering that. We are going to come back and we're going to circle back to Gen V. We talked about covering it. That was when before uh, all the personal stuff happened in my personal life with my wife. Uh, we are going to circle back to that once the season wraps up because there are now six episodes in, and so we figured if we're going to talk about six episodes, we might just wait till they get all eight of them done and uh, just talk about that entire season. Uh, but we will. Go Go ahead and pick up also uh, in next week. We'll, we'll uh, do Loki episode five, but we're also going to be covering Invincible. Uh, if you saw the first season, Ryan, how far are you on it? Because then I'm, uh, I'm in episode seven. It's really good. Yeah, it's it, really good. And I'm not a big cartoon person, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. If you've ever been like, oh, I don't like animation. Look, this is very much an yes. adult animated show. Uh, so yeah. it, it, it's, if you like. Jason Manzoukas is one of the stars. That's yeah. all you need to. So like I said, it's great. It's, uh, I can't wait to cover season two. I, we got screeners for it. So we really wanted to kind of make, and it was such a big hit. We want to try to get uh, our voice into the discussion because Amazon is really good about sending us screeners, even though they didn't for Gen V for a whatever reason so yeah. all right anything else you want to add appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i will echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true